Once again, you're listening to Grit and Glitter, a weekly podcast dedicated to the power of women's wrestling. My name is Harley R. Paget. This week, it is our season seven season finale. It's kind of an arbitrary demarcation. You know, we're not taking any time off. We'll be back next week. This isn't a six-month absence like you get on some network shows, a two-year absence like you get with your popular Netflix series. We will be back next week with the season premiere. But we like to we like to mark these things up. We like to break things down into chunks. Roughly every 22 episodes is a season of Grit and Glitter. And theoretically, when we're done, we can reflect back. And maybe a theme emerges. Maybe there is an obvious something that sort of defines this past season of Grit and Glitter. This was true in the early stages. When the pandemic hit, we very much had the lockdown season. We very much had the season where the Glitterati really grew and bloomed. And we found our correspondents and they joined our family. This past season, season seven, which began way back in February, not that long ago, but in February, there's some stuff. There's some stuff that happened this season. You know, we launched our new series within a series, Living Legend. We talked to authors like Jason Norris. We talked to photographers like Jamie Photography and Sophie Vasquez. We did two episodes of the New Taped Game, your favorite game show. We talked with a former WWE diva, Maria Canellas Bennett. We covered small promotions like LVAC and Prestige. We covered big promotions like AEW. We featured YouTube series like Birds on Film. We looked at men's wrestling, deathmatch wrestling. A lot happened this season. And hopefully a lot will happen next season too. To round out this season though, this week, JR is in charge. Chewy is joined by Jackie Pratt for a very special tarot reading, an old standard that Jackie used to do on a former podcast, debuting here on Grit and Glitter for the first time. And then Chewy talks with Meg Fair, Glitterati member themselves, as well as ring announcer and backstage interviewer for Enjoy Wrestling. They talk about that. They talk about a lot of things. It's Glitterati interviewing Glitterati. What a wonderful way to end a season, truly. with the tarot. So, story time. Back when I joined the Glitterati last year, Chewy was so excited that I could potentially bring the tarot back because I was doing that on an old podcast and it was a segment that a lot of people seemed to enjoy. Well, folks, the time is finally here. So I have Chewy with me, who's going to inaugurate these semi-regular tarot sessions uh, with our very first question. So welcome, Chewy. It's good to have you. Thank you so much. So yeah, I always, I, that was my favorite part of the past podcast. I feel like, yes, the tarot pool. And I don't know why. I guess because it's like, I love wrestling. I love tarot. 
explain why when somebody mix these two things together. But right, I mean, somebody did with that a uh, tarot supercard deck. So right, yeah, yeah. So no, totally. And Which is then, still the deck that I'm using, by the way, for this. Oh well, then what other decks should be appropriate besides a wrestling deck? Exactly. Right. Okay. So, do you want the question now, or do you want to? Yeah. Okay. So. Chewie, why don't you tell me what's on your mind? Give a little backstory, then I'll shuffle while you're thinking about this question. So that by the time you ask it, the cards will be ready to give an answer. So Pride Month is officially over. And I went to Pride Parade for my own self for the first time. And I was, I mean, I cannot believe seeing how corporatized Pride is. But I mean, like in DC, we have like Lockheed Martin and the Pride Parade. And it's like, okay, oh, okay. Well, we're putting missiles in rainbows. Like that's, that's a little bit too much and part of it was saying AEW like yeah we got trans people y'all mm. it's like okay okay like I don't watch even remotely regularly but I I don't think y'all are featuring these people like you outside of Nyla does get featured Nyla oh, gets featured regularly right. I will I'm say so sorry. that so yeah, she, okay. she definitely gets her time on, on TV well, this made me think of our friend I, I don't know if she's our friend or not, but... She, I hope she is. Yeah. Sunny Kiss, who... Love. Who does not love Sunny Kiss? Like, I've seen Sunny Kiss more times on independent shows in person now than I've seen Sunny Kiss on Dynamite. That's <laughs> and, blasphemous. And I've only seen Sunny Kiss in person the last three times. So, whatever that means. So, my question yeah. is... Pride Month is over. I don't know. Dark and Dark Number Two do not count. Will we see between this July and next May? So Pride Month's excluded. Sunny Kiss, will she be in a TV storyline? So will Sunny Kiss be in a TV storyline between now and next May? Next May. And the card that I have drawn is the exquisite, the lovers. So mm -hmm. one of the important cards in the major arcana here, and in this deck features some pretty uh, lovely artwork featuring Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi just embracing one another, lying on their backs entwined in this golden ribbon. So already we have this sense of comfort, of luxury, of, of gold, we have some feathers on this card. So we have an idea of lightness and of air going on with this, uh, kind of in the theme of the one-winged angel with Kenny Omega here as well. Uh, so when I first see this card with the lovers, and given that it does have some queer iconography on this card, uh, it does seem to suggest some positive signs for me. Uh, but mentioning some of those things that I have seen on this card with this kind of gentle embrace between these two men, the, the golden ribbons, the feathers, the lightness, what are some of uh, your, your thoughts and impressions that come to mind, Chewie? See, me being a very skeptical, negative person anyway, I see that as bad because it immediately says, okay, yeah, we'll have Sunny Kiss on, but it's going to be something over the top, can't be queer, gay from a male gay's viewpoint. Like I hear lovers, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh guys, is this gonna be like Billy and Chuck bad, or is this going to be a woke progressive Billy and Chuck that's updated for 
the consumption of 2022. So at least it sounds like Sunny Kiss will be on TV, but... And it does seem uh, in a partnership too, which seems right. to be an important thing here, that, that Sunny will be perhaps featured as part of a stable, part of a group, or part of a tag team, which could get Sunny on television a lot more if, if, I mean, if she's yeah. able to compete as part of a tag team for those belts. I was just... I, I heard Lovers and immediately thought of Golden Lovers. And I'm like, I don't know if that's what I really wanted to hear. But that's well, a negative and, person. And going into just your negatives right there, you know, one of the negatives that we could kind of see from this in the imagery is the fact that the Golden Lover storyline could be seen as a little queer baby, right? While there is some ambiguity around both of these uh, uh, individual sexuality, we don't really know how authentic that was played or if that was played specifically to target a female and queer audience. So perhaps it is pointing towards Sunny's just gonna be used in these targeted ways to kind of queer bait and just mm -hmm. dangle the carrot for queer audience. That certainly is one reading of this that you could take in this card. Okay, I mean, I'll keep my fingers crossed. <laughs> I mean. Maybe it'll be good. I just feel like, yo, if I've seen this person, if I've seen her wrestle three times in a non-AEW setting with my own two eyes in person, and I've never seen you on Dynamite, well, again, I've had it on TV, but I'm not watching it. But I've very rarely seen her on Dynamite. It's like, can we not do the whole Pride Month thing? Like, oh, Pride Month, baby, AEW. It's like, oh, okay. But... I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll just keep my fingers crossed. I'll add one more positive note here, just in terms of the traditions of the card. Uh, this is a card that is traditionally associated with joy, right? Hence, we have some of the, the lightness in the imagery mm. here with the feathers, right? And the airiness. So even if this is perhaps a little, you know, carrot dangling from mm -hmm. a stick for a queer audience, perhaps however Sunny gets used, she is being used in a way that she authentically enjoys, that she finds fulfilling, um, and that's not making her feel like she is tied down, bogged down, unable to be who she wants to be. Uh, so there does seem to be at least that sense of lightness and joy coming through in the card, no matter how the stories and the television time may develop. See, that's why we had to bring this back. <laughs> we had to bring this back. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, well, Chewy, thanks so much for being my first fellow Glitterati member to ask a question on our new tarot pool segments here. Uh, if there are questions that uh, people have out there listening, feel free to shoot them our way on the pod. Uh, Twitter is probably the best way to make sure that I see them at Cheap as a band. Chewy, what's your handle? At Coachino Chewy, you can give at Grit Glitter Pod. I think it's Crick Litter Pod. Yeah, See, uh, you, you, you find us. You'll find us. You, yeah. Look, you got here in the first place. So <laughs> right. I have faith in your ability to continue to locate us. But if you have questions you'd like to bring up for future tarot polls, please absolutely let us know here. And uh, with that, let's hope we get some sunny soon. <laughs> I usually hate sunlight, but I would like sunny characters. <laughs> Thank you. Cole is king in Central Appalachia, while the majority of my paternal family fed families on steel, the sizable minority went a little farther south and relied upon coal 
as their kin to keep their kin fed. Cole became so ubiquitous in Appalachia that the rivalry game between West Virginia Mountaineers and Virginia Tech Hokies is played for the honor of lifting the Black Diamond, a hunk of coal, on a trophy. It's ridiculous. Cole has given us Mother Jones, unions, labor wins, regional identity, Loretta Lynn, sissy spacek playing Loretta Lynn, and perhaps most preciously, if we ignore everything about the trade, the diamond. The diamond, despite being easy to produce and fine and being relatively worthless, has so much perceived value that it's now our most favorite of jewels, a rare gem even. But what if I told you we have a more rare gem from Appalachia, one that shines brighter even than the Hope Diamond? Well, we do. Should we hear? Please help me welcome our guest, the face of Enjoy Wrestling, the drummer for Pittsburgh-based garage punk band Big Baby, independent podcaster with a music podcast on Spotify, budding baker, glitterati member, and my new best friend, the incomparable gutsy baby face, Jim. There, welcome back to the program, Jim. Oh my God, you've hyped me up entirely too much. How am I? <laughs> how am I supposed to live up to this glorious intro? Um, that's the point. That's the point. Just gush up front. So, this is the weird thing. I hate how I do the intros because I feel like I just love to gush upon people because half of the reason I do this is I just say who do I just want to talk to I just yeah. have to, I'll figure out what I what I'll have to talk to them about but who do I just want to talk to but to make sure they know I really want to talk to y'all I just pour it on so it's like no I understand you just think you're just here for another show no no baby I'm gushing so <laughs> as no surprise I am gushing again, and I'm happy to be here with you. You're gushing and I'm blushing, so can you, can you tell I'm blushing? <laughs> I mean, not because, but <laughs> no, you should. So, uh, you know, I, I pitched this too Harley, and I thought it might be too inside baseball because how do you, it'd be like, I couldn't imagine if I said, yeah, what if I just holler at Val Pancakes because, you know, people know Val. Val's a personality. Let's just do that. But then I said, well, and, uh, it's not that side baseball because, I mean, Jim's kind of on a show that you can watch and people watch. So that's kind of a celebrity. So it's like, yeah, I think it's cool. And then Harley's like, yeah, let's go with it. And I'm like, okay, great. So it's like, <laughs> this is it. I, I just, yeah, this, uh, Harley, you can mark all this out because right now I'm just gushing. So you know what to fix out but um yeah this is cool so i felt like in case i in case you thought it was a tough sell too let me just tell you why you're here it's not like we're having no show it's like no we have a show because i thought of it because we have a library harley don't cut that out not harley cut all that out but <laughs> um yeah there's something very interesting about um being somebody who doesn't think of myself as being a personality, you know, like I very much am always like in my brain, I'm like, I'm just part of the crew. But uh, the reality is, in fact, I guess I am kind of like a, a known part of enjoy wrestling. Huh? I mean, you're, 
as constant as the champion or Edith or Nick. Like you're like, yeah, it's like a permanent <laughs> picture. Yeah. 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 You're kind of a big deal. Oh so my God. I have on a schedule 10 questions, but depending on how <laughs> this goes, it might become six questions. It might become 19. Harley, you can figure it out. That's not my job. But I feel like we're what? Are we about a year and a half into all of the Enjoy Wrestling now? Yes, the first, yeah, about a year and a half, because the first one was in the winter of 2021, early in the year, January or February. Okay, okay, right. So I felt like now that we have a good year and a half in totality, we'll go back through them, just, or not, we'll not go through the shows, but just see how the show has affected you what you've given to all of us, what we can give back to you, and more gushing, of course. But I'm going to start with a curveball, keep you off balance, something fun and silly. I thought about doing F, Mary kill, but because you work with some of these people, <laughs> let's not do that. So instead, we're going to play fight, road trip, worship. You'll have to pick one of them to wrestle. You have to pick one of them to go on a road trip with over four hours. Okay. And the other one you have to essentially become a cult member of. Okay. In the truest sense, not like the polyam cult, like Heaven's Gate. Got you. Okay. okay. So, fight, road trip, worship, Willow Nightingale, Trisha Dora, Sazzy Boatwright. Ooh, this is hard because I don't want to fight any of them. <laughs> well, no, I don't want to fight any of them either. That's why I'm <laughs> asking you the question. Um. Okay. Let's see. I feel like I should go easiest, or the the one that I was like, oh yeah. Uh, I'll go easiest decision to most difficult decision. I'd say. Hmm. See, if I were a wrestler, no, I'll pursue this way. You're just you. You are ring announcer for Enjoy, drummer for Big Baby, Master Chef Baker. It's too. I don't want to fight any of them. See, in in my mind, in my mind, I feel like Road Trip is definitely Willow because we have a similar taste in music. One time, I made a playlist for Willow. And I feel like we're both like pretty go with the flow, like, like parent types, you know, like the kind of people who like bring snacks on a road trip. So <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go road trip there. Um, I think that, see, I feel like from a non-aggressive way of the three of them to fight, I feel like fighting Trish would be the most fun and educational because I feel like I you know in the backstage secret world I see all these people prepare for their matches and uh, I think that Trish is really smart and I love watching her put together her matches so I feel like it would be probably like the best also um, I don't know it would be cool because I feel like She's like a tough opponent. So if you were like, yeah, I survived in a ring with Trisha Dora, even if you didn't win, 
perhaps would be good. And I feel like Sazzy is just like primed and ready to be a cult leader. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Okay. See, I went the other way. I just said, I don't want to fight Trish the most. So whatever comes, whatever the other situation is, I don't care. As long as I'm not fighting Trish, but you took it (laughs) from a learning perspective. Yeah. I love to get my ass kicked for the sake of learning. Okay. I mean, (laughs) well, enjoy. You have a willing combatant. Do with that as you will. So this is my first real question. I just want to know, how the hell did this happen? Because I just knew you as part of the circle doing this. And then I look up and they're like, oh, yeah, Jem's doing the ring announcement. I'm like, you mean the Jem that's, I was just, wait, what? (laughs) So what (laughs) happened there? Well, there are four co-owners of Enjoy. And I knew all of them through music first because we'd go to a lot of the same shows and then I started going to the fest which is a music festival that happens in Gainesville that both Scotty and Max are a part of who are two of the co-owners of Enjoy and so I would run into the two of them and Taylor down at fest and particularly fest wrestling the first fest wrestling I ever went to which I believe was my first independent wrestling show, actually, that I saw like in person. Uh, Taylor gave us bananas to feed to uh, the tag team was Space Monkey and Colt Cabana. So uh, <laughs> they gave us bananas. Uh, she gave us bananas. Uh, and my friend Danny did feed Colt Cabana a banana. That was hard to say, but it did happen. Um, and so when I came back, they started to ask if I was going to like NXT house shows and, you know, local independent shows. And so I started to go and I got to know Kurt better through both like music and wrestling. And there'd be kind of like a pocket of shitheads uh, of us, some punks at wrestling shows, like the general admission section of NXT house shows in Pittsburgh were always just like, a mess because it was just all of us having the time of our lives being goofy. And so when they started enjoy, they had asked before when it was like just an idea, if I would be interested in doing like backstage interviews, totally makes sense. I was a journalist in Pittsburgh for like four years. And so that's one of the ways that they knew me. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I totally could do backstage interviews. No big deal. And then as it got closer to the originally first planned show, which ended up getting rescheduled because of COVID, they were like, well, would you want to announce too? And I was like, uh, I guess so. I don't know. Like, um, And so I just went for it even though I was so scared um and I showed up for that first taping that closed taping no crowd a really weird way to become a ring announcer by (laughs) ring announcing in an empty room uh but yeah ever since then it's just been they keep asking me to come back so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep coming back until they stop asking me well I mean that was my plan as well until the last show. I mean, I was, I kept, I even tweeted, as long as you keep bringing Jim back and Easy back, well, I'm, I'll just keep coming. 
but the let's not talk about last show. I'm so sorry. Anyway, <laughs> <sighs> so you were missed. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm not talking about. It. So from I remember watching the first season, and I remember being at the first live show, and I and I could visibly see. Oh no, Jim's kind of nervous, like very nervous, which made me very nervous. And then we had intermission, and I felt him like, oh, you're like still really nervous. And we're like halfway through this mm-hmm. to where not the last show, because I wasn't there, but the show before, you're starting to just be like, oh, this is just what it is. And it's like there's just this growing confidence from the very beginning to now. Did you have you applied this throughout life? Did this come from just doing enjoy? Where did this come from? Because you're like a completely different person now. I, you know, it's interesting because um, I have been playing live shows. I've been doing like I've been in bands and playing show like you know punk shows since I literally out for a decade and I still get nervous whenever I have a show there. So I feel like the nervousness will never go away, but the more I do something, the slightly less unpredictable it becomes, I think. And so um, that's definitely like part of it. I feel like uh, one of the things that's been interesting is I mean, I go back and I see those first couple seasons and like, it is so, I'm so scared. (laughs) So, so scared. And like, I know it. And like, people are like, you know, yeah, if you're nervous, it's like fine. Like people don't, you notice it. And the people that know you notice it like more than the average viewer would notice that. But I'm like, no, you can see I'm so scared. (laughs) Um, But I think that, well, a couple things are at play here. One, every time I'm in front of that crowd, and the crowd is nice, it's easier. <laughs> and also, I feel like when I started, in addition to not having my, like, knowing what my announcing voice was, right? Because, like, uh, under what context do you, like, practice having a ring announcing voice? Like, I have a delightful radio voice. Like, I, yeah, <laughs> I knew, I, I knew, I knew how to, like, you know, go into that voice very easily because of, you know, working in radio. So that to me was really simple, but it's a lot different when you have to, like, announce people for a fight. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, I don't know. I did not know what my voice was, which was stressful. And then once I started T, and my voice dropped, it was way less scary because the voice that was coming out of me was like the voice that I imagined having or like that Mm -hmm. I imagined would like sound the coolest. And what I was like hoping to sound like, but had no idea how to sound like that, you know, pre pre juicing. So (laughs) I, um, I feel like as my voice has settled in and people have been nice to me, it has just grown more natural but if you ask anyone what I'm like before I come out of the curtain I am a mess yeah it's I'm you know I don't tell everybody's life story because that's not my job but I distinctly remember that you mentioned it but before I came up for whatever position you had like the cherries and stuff on your dress that that was the 
that was the last show. So that would have been the one in. No, that was two shows ago because the last one yes. was the Courtney Love one. Yes. Okay, so the two shows ago, I remember you telling me before I came up, you sound different, and I'm like, yeah, but how different can you sound? <laughs> like whatever. And I heard just like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then. I don't know. Like, I just remember from hearing you first talk at the first show with live audience to that show, all of a sudden, I remember even watching it back. Oh, I can hear you now. Like, even just on the recording, I can now mm-hmm. hear you. Before, I was like, why do they have their mic turned down? So, like, can we punch that up? Now it's like, you don't have to because you just, it's just there. It's like, so it's weird. I guess being behind your curtain, I've gotten to see up close, like, mm-hmm. oh, this is like such. A stark different person from just six months ago and it's i don't see i can see why people love you because you just radiate this confidence and positivity so i think that's why the audience is being a lot nicer to you because you're winning for all of us i'm trying to (laughs) i (laughs) i feel like i mean i feel like something very early on in uh in being part of enjoy that has been a blessing for me being very nervous and just like, you know, not sure like what the hell I'm doing is that everyone at Enjoy is so nice and supportive and their like confidence in me makes me feel like, oh, maybe I should be a little more confident in myself. Um, the <laughs> fact that like these people that I really trust and respect are like, no, you're good at this. And we, we like watching you do it. Um, which like, and the other thing too, is I think I've accepted like that there's a level of imperfection that comes with doing this. And like, I may not announce perfectly every time and I'm going to mess up sometimes and like, that's okay. Um, and like the reality is like, everyone's probably still going to have a good time. And it's not a live stream show, so I can fix it in post also, but, (laughs) um, which is always very helpful. Um, but yeah, I think that, uh, giving up some of that control has also helped, but it's funny. I feel like you probably are more in tune to it because we have very similar personalities, but I was like shaking at that first show. Um, I was like, ah, I was so freaked out. I was so, so freaked out. I could just see your shoe wobbling in her hand. I was like, oh no, oh, please don't stop. I was, I was so nervous. I was, I felt it. I'm just like, oh no, please stop, please, please stop. <laughs> but, but we made it. Like, <laughs> we did. Yeah. So off speed question, got to get y'all bounce again. You do the ring announcing, uh-huh. you do backstage interviewing. Uh-huh. What are you going to do next? Take the bump. Or have Big Baby play somebody to the ring? Ooh. Big Baby's playing someone to the ring. Okay, now you're saying it, so it has to happen first. You can't take a bump and then play somebody to the ring. It has to be Big Baby plays first. Yeah, that's fine. I My goal is to never take a bump. <laughs> no, uh, we. I must see a bump be taken because it comes with the territory. Um. I don't know if you know this or I can't remember if I've told you this or not, but I, in my early twenties, um, was like, I'm going to go to wrestling school. And, uh, then I dislocated my shoulder 
Uh, and I said, no, <laughs> no, I'm not going to wrestling school, uh, because my shoulder still hurts like anytime it rains. And, uh, also I realized that like, maybe it's not a good idea who, for someone who like already has chronic pain to become a professional wrestler. I mean, maybe I'm prepared because becoming a wrestler will give you chronic pain. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, there's a, a wrestler who trained with my former roommate, actually, who was a retired indie wrestler. Um, and he would be like, you should come down and try out. Like, you should come down. It would be great. Uh, and I was just like, thank you, but no, thank you. <laughs> um, I'm too weak. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely been uh, something I've thought about. In all honesty, third choice, swerving on you now. I would love to do commentary. Like, I think in Enjoy, my heart is in the world of announcing and doing backstage interviews, but I think it would be really, really fun to do commentary. Okay. Okay. So now, all right, we're going to make, Enjoy. You have someone to put on commentary. I we'll work out the details we'll figure it out but i want three percent of it because i i brought this tea and if they brought it to you first i don't care i'm making it i'm inserting myself <laughs> into this transaction thank you very much welcome now, to it right so with the interviewing and ring announcing who has been your most favorite to interact with like who do you think the on-camera persona of jim matches the on-camera persona of a wrestler do you feel like there's a natural fit between you and someone else? Ooh, this is a really good question. So I feel like when I am doing backstage interviewing, um, I really click with, uh, well, I really click with Effie because Effie is the person who I've interviewed the most, both as like on camera and also just like journalism wise. So I feel like our comfort with each other comes across really well in the on-screen interactions of people that I didn't know before enjoy, probably like face-wise, both Willow and Edith, um, because I think uh, like, you know, ring announcer me is a baby face. I do not hide the fact that I have an admiration and love for the good guys. I know, it's quite annoying. It's pretty annoying, actually. But go ahead. <laughs> um, because, yeah, like, I'm not, I am a biased source. Like, I like the good guys. I don't like the bad guys because that's what I want the audience to do. Um, and by virtue of being me and for some reason people liking me a lot as a character, it allows me to get over, like, to help get the bad guys over um, by having a kind of combative relationship with them. For example, I feel like uh, both Lawless and Derek Dillinger have, like we have very good chemistry on screen in terms of like the dynamic that we have. Like I'm always being bullied and disrespected, but also like they, it works so well and we communicate really well to like set all that up. So I think uh, it can be really fun. I will say I've only had a chance to interact with them on camera once, but Max was so much fun. Uh, 
That is so terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) I would Um, be so afraid. Yeah, it was like fun, somewhat genuine fear. Uh, But yeah, I loved, I loved being able to have the opportunity. But I think even in this season too, like I'm excited for people to see the backstage interviews because I think that people like really shine around uh, like everybody did a really good job with theirs and even Lee was like cut a promo that I was like whoo because like usually you can't even get Lee to cut a promo Mm. so like the fact that he not only was willing to do a promo and then just like crushed it in one take and was just like so certain and then immediately was like I hate promos so much (laughs) like (laughs) afterwards but like I felt I felt tickled that not only did we get uh, a promo out of Lee uh, everyone's going to get to like see him work the mic, which I feel like is a treat that usually doesn't happen. Okay. Two part question. This is you being a fantasy football coach or whatever these games are. You you just get to play fantasy booker, I guess, essentially. Okay. (laughs) I give you the ability to bring in one person in, in independent wrestling who has not debuted and enjoyed. Who do you choose? The second question is, I give you the power to take Enjoy on the road to one place. Where do you go? Ooh. You're really asking the tough ones today. I mean, I'm a hard-hitting journalist. How do you think <laughs> you get here without it? Like, this is what I do. <laughs> okay. I'm going to answer the second question first. Okay. I think... I would take enjoy to Chicago. I because, didn't even say that. <laughs> because all, uh, well, not all, but many of my friends relocated there. So I have a built in support system to look out to in the crowd <laughs> when I am performing. Uh, but also, I feel like Chicago has. Um, a pretty solid wrestling community and also a very solid queer community and so the intersection of those two things is like enjoys bread and butter so i think i would want to go to chicago um or the flip side i would love to be in like gussy up like a gymnasium in athens ohio where i went to college uh, cause I think that that could also be really fun and cool and weird for different reasons. Um, God, who would I bring in? See, that's I really like, knew those were going to be your two answers. I really, I said, they're either going to say Chicago or Athens and I don't know which one they're going to pick. <laughs> it, why not? Why not both? No, I, I'm very predictable in that way. I, uh, it's just it's how I am. Uh, gosh, I'm trying to think of like who... I haven't worked with and enjoy, but I'd really like to work with. Can I can I cheat and say a tag team? Okay, yeah, sure. There we go. The iconics. Um, I think it would be delightful. They're so campy. Um, they're so campy. I love them. Uh I feel like 
That feels like a really good choice too. <laughs> enjoy like people at Enjoy would go fucking crazy for that shit. Like even if you don't know who they are, like the kind of person the target demo of Enjoy is gonna be like, what if they see the two of them come out? Yeah. So I say I would say, I would say the Iconics. <laughs> Damn, I really hate that. I really was hoping for some trash ass predictable answer I could just in this interview and then just when I thought Jim was cool but like no that is actually the only answer I don't know if there's a more perfect answer yeah like imagine them but then I'm also thinking about how like funny it would be if like they came in and like the runway well the runway would be great but also (laughs) I'm picturing a match with See, that would be, that's the thing. You could do so much with them. Like, Iconics versus The Runway, like, gold. Both teams are <laughs> so funny. And, I don't like, want violence is forever, too. <laughs> okay, but that's what I'm saying. Like, now I think about how fucking wild it would be to have the Iconics come in and wrestle, like, violence is forever. Or even, like, Kings of the District. Like, I feel like you just, like, you could get so many, you could get so many very different, very cool matches out of having them there. So, yeah, I would love to see them. I'd enjoy wrestling personally. Damn, that is okay. Cool. <laughs> that is a really good answer. I hate how good that answer is. Oh man. I stay winning. <laughs> oh, okay. So we're not going to give spoilers, but yes. the upcoming season of Enjoy, this is the chance for you to, I guess, plug the utter holy hell out of it. And what we should be looking forward to as an audience. Any little tidbits you can give us about just what you enjoyed the most? Damn it, I guess we can't say enjoy, but what other choice? Anyway, we have no choice. What moments you've enjoyed the most, I will see. Whatever you can tell us without telling us too much. For sure. Okay, a couple things here. I feel like this season has some of the most fun tag team wrestling I have watched in a really long time just like the way that these workers work together was so fun it's off the wall you're gonna get a lot of like very cool backstage promos like strong character work from people this season uh if you're invested in the storylines we're moving some storylines forward um And I just have to say, like, this season in terms of, you know, the show front to back is one of the most fun, well-paced wrestling shows that I have been to in a minute, which is wild. I am constantly like, I can't believe I work here because these are just (laughs) the wrestling shows that I want to see. Um, But the fact that they were able to do a whole tournament uh, and not make it feel really slow or like long to me is really, really impressive. Um, and that even though there were a lot of people, everyone got a chance to shine, which is really cool. And also you'll get to see some new faces and enjoy the season, which is very, very fun. Uh, and it's already on the internet, so you see, but there is a cheese tray involved in the season. So <laughs> There, that is one thing I don't know if I really want to eat anything from at a wrestling show 
more high on that list than cheese. Well, here's the thing. The wrestlers didn't bring the cheese. The sponsor, Chantal's Cheese Shop, brought the cheese. And uh, they sponsored the match. Uh, And that cheese is so good. Like, I am, you know this, I should not be eating cheese, but uh, their cheese is amazing. Fancy cheese. And uh, I used to live, like, a couple blocks from that store. And, uh, yeah, they were great sponsors. And the fact that they brought a cheese tray. That's the reason I didn't make it. Because if I had smelt that cheese come out, I would have thrown up. No offense to the (laughs) cheese makers. I just have a very visceral reaction to cheese. Yeah, you would have had to run away from the cheese. So I, I bit the bullet. I, I sacrificed for y'all and Joy. I had to stay home so y'all could put on a good show. That's the kind of person I am. Yeah, I don't know what we do. Well, we are sad without you. That's what we would do without you. But we appreciate your bravery and the sacrifices you've made. I, you know, I'm, I'm, that's what a proud American... Well, you know what? Let's not do that. <laughs> so one last off-balance question. Um, you have I don't, I wanted to call it a podcast, but I don't know if it's technically a podcast. Well, first of all, it's not on the iPod, so it's anything a podcast anymore. But now I'm being pedantic. You have a music cast. Uh, you know what? You do a quote unquote podcast stylized as your local college radio show, which I did not know was a thing because I went to a black college. So I had to look up what the hell is college I've heard college radio music before but i just thought that's just a genre essentially but i'm like oh this is a particular vibe rather than a sound so Mm -hmm. tell our listeners if they don't already know if you don't i'm going to come to your houses and yell at you because you should know already but if they don't know about your musical podcast dog with a mullet since I haven't put the name out and we're going to have them put the name out as well. And then we're going to hammer it home over and over. Tell (laughs) the listeners about your show. So I do a music cast slash podcast slash bootleg radio show called dog with a mullet. Uh, It is uh, mostly music with a little bit of me talking and I was super involved in college radio. I was the general manager of my radio station, the internet station in Athens for like three years. So it's very near and dear to my heart. So you basically get an opportunity to um, observe or listen to me uh, doing the thing that I love to do the most, my love language, which is make playlists for people and talk about music uh, and share music with people. Uh, And so I play a little bit of everything. I do not play uh, as much metal as I should for Chewy's sake, Uh, but I play a lot of everything else, uh, which is funny because the reason that I oftentimes don't think to play metal is that because I know my mom listens and she doesn't like the screamer stuff. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) yeah, no black metal for, okay. okay. Um, Not saying it'll never happen. It just won't happen all the time. Uh, And it's really fun and you should listen to it. It's only on Spotify, unfortunately, because I use their platform for it. But if you ever want to know my recommendations for stuff that's not on Spotify, I have a Patreon called Dog with a Mullet and you can subscribe to that. I put out like newsletters and film photos and I share seasonal playlists and uh, every season I'm going to send out a actual like tape, cassette mixtape 
um, to the top tier supporters. Uh, so when you go on Patreon, you can, um, if you don't already, you can become a patron of Grit and Glitter. And then you can also become a patron of Dog with a Mullet. And then you'll have like the synergy of the two things. They pair well, nicely together. That was, that was good. That was, that was good. <laughs> Somebody's done this before. God damn. <laughs> damn. Okay. Okay. And last relatively serious question. December's the next show. So we got some time between then and the next show. And then. Mm-hmm. By that show, we'll have a whole new year. So for you, what, assuming you know nothing, we'll just act like you you don't know what could be coming up. What do you think is the next frontier for Enjoy? Because it's got mo- it's got some steam. Yeah. You know, it's crazy to think about that because uh, this thing gets bigger every time like when they were like 400 tickets sold for this last show i was like (laughs) this is a podcast so you can't see but i just made a face that was shocked and like grabbed at my heart because i was (laughs) like oh my god (laughs) that's so many people um in my wildest dreams somebody who has a bunch of money Mm. appears and it's like i don't want to have any creative control but here are a ton of bags of money and you guys can do a really cool stylized television series that I think would be really cool. Uh, Realistically speaking, what I think is coming is that I think that enjoy shows will continue to grow potentially even we're very close to selling out. So start probably selling out, which is really exciting. Um, And maybe in the future, pop up in other places i mean who's to say though because enjoy's whole thing is that we care a lot about pittsburgh and we want to cater to pittsburgh so um i yeah, will I'm say not- as much as i hate being from pittsburgh originally i do love that enjoy is uniquely pittsburgh like i watch i'm like ah oh, this hits me in the heart this is this is ours like god damn it i hate y'all yeah. <laughs> um i feel like enjoy does that thing that I really appreciate that makes me remember why I love being from Pittsburgh. Uh, Cause it's really easy to be like Pittsburgh really blows sometimes. Yeah. Um, but then I'm at enjoy and I'm like, Oh yeah, but Pittsburgh's also like really cool. And <laughs> there are so many like hot gay outlaws that live here. And uh, there's so much creativity and yeah, I really, I really love that about enjoy, but We'll see. I mean, the thing that's crazy is I think anything is possible. And there's a pretty exciting surprise in this season that I think has the potential to um, build that momentum even more. So I'm definitely looking forward to December show. Okay. 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 Well, that brings us to the end, Jim. Uh, so this is weird because I, when I was writing this, I'm going to break script a little bit, but I was thinking so roughly a year ago that we did our thing about tattoos and that was our first time really interacting. And I, I, I hung up the phone or zoom, whatever we did that night. And I was like, damn, why? I, I think I like them a lot. Like, I don't know what it is, like, but that felt fun. And to, I went to the first enjoy show and I spent one night at your house and then 
to where now it's like, y'all are having a show? Are you coming to my house? And it's like, to the point where if I wake up, because you wake up early too, I'm like, I'm just going to send Jim a text for no goddamn reason. So I have been fortunate enough to see just between our growth with each other, but I've also been able to see you grow. And I've also been able to see the crowd response to you grow to where now you have like a fan club, which I've already said, we're, we're righteous gemstones. That's copyrighted by HBO, but also by us. Don't ignore this HBO. <laughs> so I am honored really to be able to do this right now and with you for them because I get to share something that means a lot to me with everybody else, but you get to share what means a lot to you with everybody else. So as much as I'm saying, this is me supporting your career. Now you could tell our listeners how to support your career, which you kind of already did, but do it again because you're obviously a pro at this. Hit them with your social handles, with where you bake goods at if you want to, where they can buy your album, where they can read your old journal, anything you want your listeners and righteous gemstones to know. Here's the time to do it. So I'm crying uh, because you're my favorite. I'm crying a little and, bit too. <laughs> <laughs> um, becoming friends with you through growing glitter is like the coolest thing ever. Uh, and you always can stay with us. Enjoy show or not. Uh, now, the rest of you, you will have to earn the open invitation to my home. Uh, but for the meantime, you can form a parasocial relationship with me by following me on Twitter <laughs> at GlitterXGoblin uh, or Instagram, which is the radio show at Dog with a Mullet. Uh, you can subscribe to my Patreon. If you live in Pittsburgh, you can check out Pigeon Bagels. I bake pastries there with my dear friend, Sierra. And uh, the brownie recipe is getting pretty damn good. Not to flex on everybody, but uh, <laughs> I'm a man of many talents. I can yell people's names pretty well and also bake a killer brownie. Um, and I really, I, I think that, oh, Big Baby, if you want to buy the album, we'll have tapes like in the next two months, probably we'll restock tapes. But uh, if you want to buy the record or listen to it, you can go to bigbabypgh.bandcamp.com. Uh, Big Baby's Big Fucking Record is the name of the album. Uh, we're very mature and original. Uh, <laughs> and... Yeah, I think I think that's me. Go buy coffee from Law Sock. Yeah, well, yeah, okay, yeah, but I don't have to see y'all. I'm there, I'm at a different location, so there. You'll never see me because I don't roast at the cafe. So buy Law Sock coffee, goddammit. So, uh, yeah, that is the end of it, Jim. Thank you very much. Thank you, Julie. That's our season seven. As always, you can support us, Twitter or Instagram at Great Glitter Pod or on Patreon, patreon.com slash greatglitterpod. For as little as a dollar a month, you really just give us like emotional support and incentive, really make us feel like we're not shouting to the void here. There are people listening. There are people who care about what we're doing, who care about women's wrestling to the extent that we do. $1 gets you a weekly newsletter written by your friends in the Glitterati every Monday into your email box. $5 gives you bonus podcasts. Emily and Val have a series looking at the Netflix series Glow. 
Emily and I have a series where we're tracing the history of women in the WWE. We've had eight episodes of that out, starting way back in the early beginnings of women's wrestling in America, really, back in like the late 1800s, and continuing up to 1988 so far. And that's going to keep going for just $5 a month. You get all those bonus podcasts. $10, you get old episodes of our pre-Grin and Glitter show, Talking Honor, which was a weekly ROH podcast Emily and I did, as well as a bunch of other perks and different little things. Every little bit helps. It helps us stay motivated. It helps us feel like we are doing something worthwhile here. We're doing something cool and interesting that people genuinely believe in and want to see reach a season eight and a season nine and beyond. We take a little bit of that money that you give us and we give it to the podcast platforms that host our show, maintenance fees, things like that. And then the rest, we just lump together and we donate it. We've supported, we've sponsored shows like Paris' Bumping, Wrestler's Lab. We're sponsoring the next season of the Enjoy Cup from Enjoy Wrestling, which will be out in a couple of weeks. We take your money and we give it to these organizations in order to help further and foster the growth of independent wrestling and women's wrestling and queer wrestling and all that stuff that we love so much. And if you're hearing me talk right now, you probably do too. Patreon.com slash grit. Glitter Pod. Next week, we kick off Season 8. What do we have in store for Season 8? Well, sign up for the Patreon and find out. Because we told everybody this week in the Patreon newsletter for a dollar. Some of the things that we're discussing, that we're thinking about, that we're ruminating on for the next coming season. For the rest of you, tune in next week and find out. I'll be back, joined by my regular co-host Emily Fear, maybe some other members of the Glitterati. There's a bunch of them. You heard on this week's episode, Chewy, Meg, Jackie. There's Mayday. There's Val Pancakes. There's Val Quartz. There's Megan Nielsen. It's a team. It's a squad that we've got going. And with all of these creative minds together, come on. You know season eight is going to be pretty, pretty, pretty good.